TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to ever do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Welcome to the Score North uh, Twins Show Hot Stove Special Edition. We haven't done this for a, a long time, I guess. Um, so it's good to be back uh, talking about things that have been happening. There's been a lot. Uh, I, I think when I was driving in today, which took me an hour and a half Dude. Uh, with this one <laughs> inch of snow. Is that all? What um, loyalty, by the way? What dedication? I know. I, I wanted to call me like, dude, let's just do this tomorrow. Like, I can get up here in 25 minutes <laughs> You're tomorrow. like, the Twins haven't done anything. Yeah. They haven't stayed in sign Garrett Cole. <laughs> the cheap poll ads haven't uh, greenlit anything yet. Let's just do it tomorrow. But what I was thinking about is like, I, you know, like, is the stove hot? Um, is the stove already cooling down now? Uh, definitely for the, the Twins, it hasn't even started heating up yet, apparently. But the difference between last year and this year. Like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signed it. Like, was it after spring training? Maybe, maybe the week of spring training. Yeah, it was like they were like February signings. Yeah, and to see the guys that have signed and, and are are gone now, you know, with Rendon signing, was it last? I think I saw that this morning when I woke up that he signed last night. Um, you know, so that's that's Cole and Strasburg and the top three guys. Uh, by the way, Scott Boris clients, if you include Mike Mustakas, who signed a couple weeks ago. Have signed for like eight hundred twenty million dollars. That is insane. In the last two weeks, and I think Boris is a five percent agent, so he's doing okay this week. He's yeah, had a pretty good week. I think he'll be able to. That's order like some a things forty on million Prime. dollar week. Not bad. God, yeah, but he's got a big man. staff to pay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good this was so, someone else threw out. I think it was Trey Wingo this morning on on Golik and Wingo threw out that uh, there's been more money spent this week at the winter meetings than the last two. Winter meetings combined. Yeah, and then like I mean, last year, like I said, everything took so long, and you wonder like last year, it was like, oh well, you know, they're they're it's an owner. The owners are are. You know, I don't want to say colluding because I don't think you're trying to bring prices down. They're 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 doing a systematic effort, and I think we've talked about this maybe at some point throughout the the summer or the spring, where they were trying to to make free agents sweat. So then guys didn't want to be free agents, so they would sign pre-arb or you know pre-free agency extensions and then this year they just it's also it's like they were like you know what now either eat every man for their own or every man you know every man for themselves or or you know if they're saying like like hey that looked really bad last year like if you're gonna sign them just do it now um i'd be curious to know like the behind the scenes because it's it's a 180 from last year yeah like none of those guys would have signed by now. Do you think? How do you? Uh, there's so many things to dive into here. We want to pick your brain on Madison Bumgarner and uh, Hyunjin Ryu and all these names that the Twins are tied to. But Jake Odorizzi went down to the wire and then decided, you know what? I'm just going to take the 17 and a half million dollar qualifying offer, probably based on information from the past couple of years, right? Because I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to wait till March and then have to sign a one year 15 million dollar deal if I don't get what I want. If you're Jacob to Rizzi right now, not that you're going to be struggling in life because you signed a one-year, $17 million contract. Like, this is Monopoly money. But do you look around the room and think, hmm, Zach Wheeler just got $118 million. You know, I know because he's, he's to me, that, that Dallas Keuchel-esque where, like, you know what, good, good three, you know, stretch two. But then you tie him to a draft pick, and he sits there until the middle of the season. 
And so, I, I mean, to, to just take that offer, then you can go. You got your whole – everything is the same. You're on the same program. So you got your offseason. You're going to go to spring training. You're going to play on a one-year deal, which he just played on a one-year deal last year. Yeah. And then he can't have any attachment. And so he believes in what he did with his work from – the you know, from the what was it, the, the 18 season to the 19 season. If he believes in that, and then goes out and does something like that again this year, then there's no draft pick attached. He just made 18. Then he just made 18 million bucks yeah. on a one year deal, and then he can go sign. If he goes and signs a three year 45 or three year 50 or a three year 60 or something like that, that turns into a four year 75 to 80 million dollar deal, which he wouldn't have gotten had he had a draft sure. pick attached to it. Well, and so, two things, too. like Garrett Cole's not on the market next year. Yeah, yeah and, and I think isn't that the consensus, too, that it might not be quite the same. It's supposed to be a little weaker starting I mean, those, those guys, those two names, I mean, they, when you set record and then, and then a guy blows that record out of the water. 24 hours later. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody not like that. Along, along those lines. So. But he also got to talk to teams, Phil, so I don't know exactly how that goes, and maybe you can lend some insight from your playing days, Glenn. There is a a spot where you get to go around the league and and talk and I don't know what the window is or whatever but you could be like hey what's what are we looking at here should I turn this down or like if I turned it down what kind of numbers would you be at maybe it was too early in the process but he could at least get a sense for what his market would yeah, be if he said no I would think that that, that there's not enough time to to hash that stuff it it really comes down to do you want to have this pick attached to you or not yeah and and when the when the when the choices are take seventeen point eight million or have a draft pick attached and po- potentially sit out half a season, I think you know and and also he gets to come back to a place where he enjoys a place where they've been successful where they they've worked with him to get him to improve him just the same way they have with all these other guys. Yeah, it, there's so many things you know where you're you're if you're happy there, then it, then it makes it even that much more of a no brainer. Um, I think the bigger surprise, and, and maybe it's not a surprise, is that it, we haven't heard anything about him signing beyond that. Like maybe the Twins signing him to a couple years, but so maybe they want to, you know, what we'll go year to year with you too. We'll see how you go, and yeah. then we have every the same opportunity to sign you next year as, as anybody else does. So I think that would be the one thing that that maybe in the back of his mind was like, if I take this then maybe we can work out a three- or four-year deal. So where are you at with Madison Bumgarner? The latest, so John Heyman, for the last couple of days for MLB Network, has been reporting the Twins are aggressive, The Twins are, and the Twins already made uh, a five-year, $100 million offer to Zach Wheeler, and they're willing to splash around in the, in the nine-figure pool. And Madison Bumgarner's two hang-ups right now, and they're not necessarily deal-breakers, and a little extra money could probably wipe some of these away, are league and location. And for, for the, for, from the league standpoint, I think he just wants to hit. And like everyone, quick side tangent. Everyone in Rami went on this, uh, asked this question yesterday too. Like, well, why don't you just like let him hit once in a while? Because he's a one seventy hitter. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible he's a hitter. One, it, well, he's a great hitter for a pitcher. For a yeah, pitcher. and he hits one seventy, which is a bad hitter. Yeah. In baseball. <laughs> Nelson exactly. Cruz did not hit one seventy last year. Just uh, as a reminder, I, I also think that when, when the CBA is up in in two seasons, they've got two seasons left, and they need a new CBA. There's not going to be a, a there. There will be a DH in the National League. That's coming. Like there's, I I I don't see any way that they wouldn't. I mean, the Players Association has wanted that for a long time. You have to add an extra guy, and and so that I mean that's just. That that prolongs careers for guys, and and so you know a a forty year old Nelson Cruz, if there was no DH, isn't playing baseball right now, and so it's it behooves the players' side of of things to have the DH in the National League. It opens up fifteen more jobs, 
And so if he thinks that he's going to sign a five-year deal, and hit, I mean, he might be able to hit for two more years. But, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, I, I'm not I, – I just I, – I, I'm always wary of guys coming over from the National League. And it, it's, you know, when, you, when you've pitched that way, when, when the offenses are, are designed differently and when teams from the National League have success, like World Series success, are very, very good teams, they're built like Amer- American League teams. But there's only a couple every year. And so I, th- I think that that's, that shouldn't be a factor, I guess, for him because it's not going to be a prolonged thing. A- at the same time, personally, I worry about that because – it, the, the it's a, it's a one run ERA difference going from the National League to the American League. So, it, you know, is Madison Bumgarner a hundred million dollar guy as he is right now? That's debatable. You tack on another run to his ERA, what is he then? And then maybe there's like a half run that comes back off because he works with a better pitching coach and a better like that's the could other be. Factor and those are too. but I mean, and it's one thing it's one thing to think, hey, you know, Martin Perez, we're gonna we're gonna sign you and we're gonna try to make you better, but we're only giving you five million. Yeah, I don't know if you particularly want to bank on improving a guy 10% or 15% when you're handing him $100 million. Because the, the downside the, with Martin Perez is we'll just let you go at the end of the season. We talked about, I mean, the first month of the season, it was incredible. It was like, hey, they stole this guy. They get to pick his option up next year and, and all those things. And it didn't work out that way. Now, Madison Bumgarner is a way better pitcher than Martin Perez. I don't want to put them two even in the same <laughs> sentence. But if you're if part of your if part of your decision making is we're going to make this guy fifteen percent better, I don't I don't think that's something that's on their minds. I think what it, what it is is if if we can get this guy for a, for a, what he's worth now and then we can, but I don't think that factors in to immediately part of their calculus. One thing I'd love to know, and and I would apply this to both the money that you might spend and the prospects you might have to give up, depending on if you're signing a guy or trading for a guy. I want to know how willing Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are to overpay for a playoff rotation caliber arm, because I think that's kind of where they're at right now. And if you look around, the Yankees overpaid for Garrett Cole, but if the Yankees' goal is to win a World Series, they don't even care that they might have given five extra years. I mean that. They can win a World Series right now for the next three years, and that's an extreme example because they have $320 million that they can maybe even light on fire and still bring in free agents. The Twins might only get one bullet, and it might be a $100 million bullet, uh, and that's where, that's where they have to operate financially. But I think this is the time to not be afraid to overpay, to give up an extra prospect if it's a John Gray or whoever it is, or it, w- whether it's Madison Bumgarner or Hyunjin Ryu, um, I don't know where they have those guys ranked if one's ahead of the other, but I think if the Twins are going to get one of those guys in free agency, I almost think they have to go an extra year and an extra twenty million dollars, or they're not going to they're not going to get that pitcher, and that's the decision you have to make. Yeah, and there's there's two sides to it, and I, I struggle with it because one is they're not Madison Bumgarner away from winning the World Series, but are they Madison Bumgarner and and a and a maybe a, a another breakout hitter and then another pitcher that they get at the deadline away. Exactly. That's a th- so it's like, you know, you, you, it's almost not, you're never going to really be one step away. Cause I don't even think the Yankees were Garrett Cole away from winning the world series this year. I mean, it, there's, there was enough other good teams and, and so many things can happen. Garrett Cole's only going to pitch twice in a series. So like, that's not, it's not like in basketball where, where the, the Lakers go are terrible last year and go and get Anthony Davis and they're the best team in the West now. 
Would the Yankees be Josh Hader away from winning the World Series? Because I just saw something pop up on my Twitter timeline that says the Yankees are making a push for Josh Hader. But that, but Can that's you the- <laughs> imagine if those clowns got Josh Hader? Hader only gets to pitch if <laughs> if uh, Garrett Cole goes three, and then he's going to throw the fourth because yeah. everyone else is like the fifth best reliever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, they're they're baseball is so different in that you're not just one guy away, but you, you to get one guy away you need to have some other guys in place. So, I, I mean, I, I I would like to see them sign somebody, and then I think make that jump, just like I said last summer, is is go get that guy, trade some prospects, because you have a lot better of an idea of where you stand on July 25th than you do on November 25th. I just want to give them permission that, and I don't think Derek Falvey and Thad Levine give a rip what, like the backlash would be if they whiffed. I mean, they just they operate and they're all about process. And they, I don't, I think not that they don't read things or listen to things, but I, I think they they're very confident and sound in their decision making process. But if they overpay for somebody, if they if they have to give a fifth year to a to a Ryu, or if they have to give an extra X amount of money to wh- whoever it is, I just want us all to make a pact that we're not going to criticize. A bad contract on the back end. Well, because that's, that's what we do, right? It's a hundred percent. because every and, time and Joe that, Mauer's name came up, yeah, it was twenty three million dollars. I can't make that promise. I yeah. can't promise that. They, oh, you're going to be that the, guy. The, the, the fans, <laughs> the, the fans, definitely like will have it both ways. If you get like, it right, absolutely without question, they'll have it yep. both ways. If you get it right, no need to worry. If you get it wrong, that's where you're going to get hammered. And you have to be, to your point, Phil, and I know there are big listeners to Glenn Perkins on baseball, so I will double down on on your stance there, (laughs) that it is important not to care. It's just really important not to care. And and they don't. I I mean, I I, I know that. And and also, they're smarter than any of us three or anyone else that's going to listen to this or anyone else that's wandering around the streets complaining that the twins never sign anybody they are they are infinitely smarter than than all of those people maybe combined so um you know and i said that on tuesday like you got to give them the benefit of the doubt they've yeah. earned the benefit of the doubt i also said they won 103 games I, apparently they win 101 101 yeah it's been a long winter wow still uh, some room to grow there then for- but you know i mean you, you you they've earned the benefit of the doubt so yeah. just let let the chips fall where they will they're going to do what's best for the organization now the future i have full confidence in that and that's not just being a a homer guy that that works with a team like it's that's what they're gonna do like that's what they've done they've made calculated decisions yeah. based on data and gut feeling and all those things and and i would like them to sign one of those guys i think that it, it that does a lot for the clubhouse it does a lot for the for the fans um and, and like i said on tuesday too that that you have to continue to improve other like if you're not always trying to get better you're getting worse and and you can't just bank on your coaching staff and those guys continuing to put out career numbers year after year. Like you need to continue to, to, to work those margins and, and find ways to get better and signing a guy like a Madison Bumgarner, they are going to be better. I, I, it'd be shocking if they did five and a hundred for a guy like that, hmm. but uh, you know, I, if, honestly that would be an overpay and I wouldn't criticize them if they did. If they, if this is where I put myself in, in, in their shoes and say, well, if they've done all their research and I think they are really smart and I think they've, they leave no stone unturned. And if they've decided Madison Bumgarner is a dude that does translate to the American league that we can make better. Um, and that is back on track after a couple down injury plagued seasons. If they make that decision and they say five years, a hundred, it's definitely an overpay quote unquote, 
But I wouldn't like I wouldn't rip it. I wouldn't. And if he was a disaster the last two years of the contract, I wouldn't rip them being aggressive in this window. It, well, and, and, and I mean, free agencies like are very multiple year deals are very rarely fair on both sides. It's, it typically leans yeah. to the player, which is why teams have been trying to cut back on giving free agent guys money and paying young guys more. But, um, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I think that it, it just like I said, what that would do for a fan base for it for the guys in that clubhouse to know that they went out and did this. It gives it gives those guys confidence going into that season, more confidence going into that season, especially since last year that you know there really wasn't much done at the deadline for a team that was really good. Mm-hmm. You talked at that time, Glenn, like through July, really up to and through the trade deadline, that if you're going to trade for a starter, if you're the Twins, it's got to be an impact arm that pushes Jose Barrios out of that top spot. So fast forward to this winter, Dallas Keuchel, Madison Bumgarner, Hyunjin Ryu, I guess anybody else you'd want to throw into that mix. Do any of those guys do that for you to make Barrios your number two? They don't, but they don't have to because when you get a guy like late July, you get him for two months in the playoffs. You want to that, that's all you're getting out of that. So that's that you're 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 getting a lot out of that guy. So I think you want that guy to be better. You're not getting as much time with that guy. So for me, that guy needs to be. Somebody that you put at the top, because otherwise, I mean, if you if you traded for a Bumgarner, this is what I said last summer. If you traded for him, you're getting like 12 starts or whatever, 15, you know, 12 to 15 starts, and then yeah. a couple starts in the playoffs, and they would have gotten one start out of him in the playoffs because they lost in the first round. You would go from Martin Perez making but, eight starts to this guy. Yes, but what you're but what you're doing on over the course of the season is now better. Some Bumgarner gets to make 33 starts instead of some mix of. You know, Dobnak and Smelter and all these point. other guys that are going to be at the bottom. You do get more out of a guy. So having a having a, a, a number, a good another good number three or a, or a you know he he would go above Odorizzi. Bumgarner goes above Odorizzi. That's which is an, is I think fairly obvious. So that over the course of a season, that's a good. I mean, there's a lot of wins to be had. More so than when you, if you ride a guy like that down the down the stretch of a season, and then for one start in a playoffs, yeah, I think I, it's it's kind of a two step process. And, and all due respect to, I think a bright, good young pitcher in Randy Dobnak, but like you don't want that dude starting a playoff game at Yankee Stadium if you if you could have set it up and my, and Pineda didn't get suspended, like that wasn't the plan. So step one is just make sure you've got competent, established starting pitchers at least one through four in your rotation, and then play with that fifth spot, and then. When the time is right, strike for something that adds to the top at the trade deadline. Yeah, right? and that's and that's what I said last summer is is it raises the ceiling and the floor. Madison Bumgarner raises that that floor significantly because you're not comparing him to Barrios or Odorizzi. You're comparing him to who's ever going to make Devin Smelter. Right? It's who's going to make those those that that fifth spot. Those 33 starts in that fifth spot gets pushed out for a guy like Madison Bumgarner. So over the course of a season, yeah, that that's a it's a significant impact, more of an impact. Really and up. again, that gets back to my very first point where they're not Madison Bumgarner away from winning, but they might be Bumgarner and then acquiring somebody at the deadline, whether that's a hitter or a pitcher or both or whatever. That might it's that stepping stone where you mm-hmm. you can't get to being one guy away if you, if you right now you're three guys away. So it's you got to find times where you can get your you know, you go from step one to step two to all right. And hey, now now if we sure. do this, we've got a really good three or four. We've got one of the best offenses in the game again. It, but it, then you're not trying to do all that stuff in the deadline. And man, like I think those guys would rather just spend money than spend prospects and money. 
you know like that's that's mm-hmm. the 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 other side of the coin is that you're only spending money you're not getting talking about trading a Royce Lewis or a Kirillov or any of those guys. Yeah, you get to keep those that guys. That you're just spending and, money. Yeah. I'm curious because I've heard this route, and I'm, for the record, I'm an advocate of going the trade route. If you can't get a deal you like with Ryu, um, I don't think Keiko's a perfect fit with the Twins because he's a ground ball guy and their infield's got some question marks around. But if you can't get that guy in free agency, trade route's fine for me, whether it's the winter. Here's my question. Are you uh, – you talk about making that splash move. Do you think this team is good enough right now to be in that mix, like for sure in that mix on July 31st? Because I look at Cleveland and even what Chicago's done this winter and say, hang on a second, I don't know that you'll be division leaders on July 30th unless you go make a move right now. Am I am I being too fatalistic there? I, I mean, it, it, you got to let it play out. That's the hard part. Like you can You can say – anything yeah and and sitting here at this time last year you wouldn't have said the twins were going to win 101 games like (laughs) i think i gave them like 83 (laughs) so many things can happen like to say that they're the best team you you really don't know like there's so many stinking variables with health and and all those things that it's it like it's hard to go out on that limb i i would i guess if i were gonna make odds i would say that for me they're the they're the favorite in the division just, just based on what happened last year, based on paper this year, I think I, 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 yeah, I think they're the favorite. I, I don't think they're gonna jump out like they did last year. I think it'll be a little more competitive, and definitely the um, White Sox seem like they they might. We've seen that movie before too, though, where teams win the off season, and I mean the Mariners won like six off seasons in a row, and yeah. right. they've, <laughs> they've got even, those trophies. On never even broke five hundred. Those so. Padres, they've won a couple yeah, off seasons. The, the White Sox won an off season one time, and then went with the marketing slogan "We're all in" and lost ninety eight games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, like, I had forgotten about that. It, it, that th- those kind of things are so it's so hard to predict, but okay. I, they have to be. To I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think, think you they're have the to favorites. Add a starter, uh, don't you? Actually, this is a good segue. So I, I think I think the Twins, they're going to add. Something they're going to sign somebody a kike like it, it might not be a number one starter, but they're going to they're going to add a reliever. They're going to add they're going to add something. I think by adding something, uh, I think they're going to be the favorite going into the division. But here's the segue when we come back here. By the way, Glenn Perkins on baseball, Scorner Twin Show, Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore. The Indians are punting, according to reports. There's some reports out there that Francisco Lindor is on the trade block. They wanted to punt last winter. And they did in some ways. They sort of hedged, and then they got hot middle of the season. And the Rockies are maybe punting. Did somebody too. jump off sides on the on the punt? Is that what happened? <laughs> it was. It's going to be a blocked punt. <laughs> That's what's happening. I have two potentially reckless trade scenarios to run by you guys when we come back here. All right, we're gonna put we're gonna put our reckless trade speculation potentially out. reckless. It's the Scornor Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Welcome back to the Score North Twins show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball here with Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Studio B at... This is Studio E, actually. Studio E. At, <laughs> it's just a random conference at, room. At uh, Score North Studios here on University <laughs> Avenue. Um, Phil, you took us into break. Uh, 
talking about reckless trade speculation. Dude. I know nobody loves some... reckless speculation more than Phil. I think you did you invent that phrase? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am the uh, still getting royalties were you on, on bill, that. Were I'm, you on a billboard with Royce saying "reckless"? Speculation? I'm the rabbi of reckless speculation <laughs> around here. Still getting royalty checks for that. They come in and still once waiting a month. for those. <laughs> still waiting for those. A nickel a pop. Yep. So let me let me let me throw a couple things by you guys. I want to see how strong your your stomachs are for for a big blockbuster <laughs> trade. Okay. This started off probably a couple cocktails in texting with our, our buddy Jake DePew from ScoreNorth.com, oh, yeah. formerly at Curse of Punto on Twitter, and. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna throw it out there. See what you guys think. There are reports, credible John Heyman type reports, that the Cleveland Indians are willing to listen on Francisco Lindor. In fact, maybe even actively shopping him. The Dodgers are making a push for him, according to something I saw in MLB trade rumors. Uh, the Indians also have Corey Kluber coming off an injury. They've got Carlos Carrasco that, but that they're they're willing to just sell off all these pieces that. They don't think they can sign in Lindor or that they don't think are going to be part of their three- to five-year plan in, like, Corey Kluber, all right? Lindor is 26 years old. He's under team control, I believe, for one more season, maybe two. It's actually, I believe it's two more seasons. Two years. Two more seasons. Super two, yeah. So two more seasons. Um, Would you guys give up Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff and a pitching prospect? For Francisco Lindor, it's that got to be the Belaz- Belazovic guy and Belazovic. I mean, let's the, say, yeah, I would. He was, he's mm-hmm. man. And I will throw in this this, <laughs> uh, this other lane over here. I will throw in because there's also rumors that and reports that for whatever reason the Rockies who just signed oh, Nolan Arenado for like a six or seven year really deal, going all out. A year. But he's but again, I'm not just making this up. These there are reports that the Rockies are listening on Nolan Arenado right now. He's 27 years old and is one of the three yeah. best players in baseball. Yeah. 28, whatever he is. And uh, and John Gray, good pitcher, former number. We three talked about pick. him. We like him. Yeah. Okay. John good pitcher. So I'll give you two two different packages, but but you have to give up the same thing for either one of these: Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, and your top pitching prospect. And you get you get almost you get seven years of Nolan Arenado, most of it prime, and John Gray, who's like twenty six, or you get Francisco Lindor and. Let's say a, you got to be able to sign. So it starts with you have to be able to sign Lindor because those contracts that right. the Arenado contract and then Lindor, like obviously Lindor's cheaper right now, yeah. but he's probably going to be more expensive. Y- y- you know? Yeah, if not the same. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He signed he uh, Arenado went up signing what two hundred and sixty or something like that. So and I think he was a year from free agency when he yeah, signed that. So that I mean, Lindor probably going to be around there somewhere too. Uh, so you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to be able to sign him. Yeah. I um, and I, I man, I, I so I think that if you were gonna do coming from the other side, from the Indian side or from the from the Rocky side, run I, to the I, window. I, I, well, right? I think you try to I think you try to go to the Rockies and and try to get them to kick in some money, so Eat you some give up that. some better players. Yeah. And I think that does two things. One, it's one obviously a little bit of uh, payroll alleviation or whatever that word is. Oh, you got it. Um, and then uh, also not trading like. A couple position, pretty good position player prospects within the division. I hate that I'm going to be the one. And I did before you go. I did say last year I would. I would because you look at your windows, and by the time Royce Lewis is Royce Lewis, if he becomes what he can be, your window is probably on the on the way toward closing. Yeah, but I, I still don't love that because I, I would I would do that for a in the division thing is tough, but I would do that more likely to do that for like a like a top 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 pitcher 
way more impact data. I mean, Garrett Mike, Cole, Mike maybe. Trout's been on the Angels yeah. forever, and they have been terrible. And that they just position added Anthony Rendon, which is great. Players but their pitching still sucks. Do much, yeah. Position players just don't don't see impact. that's. But that's where like so this this hypothetical Rockies deal. I actually think if if the, if the Rockies are open for business, you're, are they going to get more than what like Royce Lewis, Alex no. Kirloff? This would be That's the deal the that they would run to the window for, and you might be getting the impact pitcher in Jonathan Gray. That, yeah, and that that trade though, I, I mean, I think that that's I think that leans way uh, Rockies heavy, and so I think they would have to kick in some pretty decent money for those for that for that stack of yeah. guys. I think the Rockies actually have to kick in money because that's a that's a pretty dang good package. Like that's a that's that's the it package. Is, it is, but, but so you're you're going to blow this whole thing. up? That's that's the Mark Teixeira trade. That is you're giving up everything for a possible chance to maybe win something. If if we're talking Gray, Herman Marquez, and Nolan Arenado, I'm really interested because that puts you in this elite category of teams. But if it's the two guys and one of them's already rich, like. I'm not saying that you can't afford that contract if you're the Twins. You can, but I don't think you can afford another one. So Lindor is interesting to me, but if it's only two years, like Glenn's saying, there's no guarantee. I mean, this guy's going to test free agency. Let's just be honest about it. You're trading for two years, period. The way to make sure that your window closes four years from now is to trade those guys right now for a go for it. And by the way, add one of those guys into that lineup percent chance they beat the Yankees in the ALDS. Like just what's the percent chance? Well, but it's but but, 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 but to what Glenn said last segment, I was going to say it goes your... from like 6 to 8. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's it doubles. It's but 12%. But it's not your, it wouldn't be your last move necessarily. No, no you that's could, true. You could still, still go get a pitcher at the deadline. We're so stepping you'd be, you'd be much more all right in. Now we're they stepping are. stones. We're trying to step stones. I was going to say right. that I'm out on both of those deals wow. because I think that you those I, I guess I mean I mean I was under the impression that we had to pick one or the other. Oh, you can pick neither. Yeah, I'm holding. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm in on the Rockies one. It's too much. It's too much that you're giving up. I'm gonna fold in position and wait for it to come around. See if I can get a couple I'm more my cards. Jack, I'm pushing my Jack Ten suit <laughs> I, into the And door. I like that. I like Arenado, great player. I know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's a Hall of Fame player. I I like um, I like pitching. <laughs> I like getting. I like getting pitching. I just the the position player thing, man. Like, I don't know. I'm trying I, to envision I, Glenn as the GM on the phone right now with Colorado. I know, Listen, I mean, it's fair, but I like pitching. Yeah, uh, Give me as much <laughs> pitching as you can. Do you have any more pitchers yeah. we could have over here? I don't Great. think of myself as, because I, I accept your criticism of being a wuss, but I don't think this is me being a wuss. And we talked about this a lot Come on, last Wetmore, July. put your grapefruits on the table. I think, Pull the trigger. I think one of us is putting our grapefruits on the table because I want to go win multiple World Series. If I'm the Twins, that's my... That's my like doesn't in my it head. Just, it's what it I write on my whiteboard. Doesn't it seem though, like with with what the Yankees do all the time and what the Astros are right now, even though they've clearly been cheating for as long as the Patriots have. It does seem uh, like, we need to talk about that too. The the like trying to build like a sustained yeah. winner is so hard. That like you you almost want to like if some stuff starts falling into place, like you go the Royals route. And like, load up. Get as good as you can, as quick as you like, for as short of a win. Like, even if you shorten your window, but try to make, make that window like rip it off the hinges before the repairman comes and puts it back on yeah. for ten years. <laughs> like, I, sometimes I think that like really. Are you, so you want to just like, 
be a playoff team. Maybe you get lucky. I mean, I guess nobody thought the Nationals were going to win the World Series. There you go. So it can happen. I just maybe that's your best odds is just to try to have a competitive team every and year see, and compete for six or seven or eight years or ten you, years. But you could argue that the Twins that that was that was what they did. I mean, in your era too, right? That that's from two thousand one through you know basically two thousand ten or eleven, uh, and and a little bit of a different era there too because they were playing with Metrodome restrictions. I mean, not that they're a top seven payroll now but like they, they've got more freedom to do more things now than they did in like 2004 but those teams they made the conscious decision two or three different times in 03 04 03 they actually got shannon stewart but 04 09 when maybe they could have gutted their system and gone for a cliff lee or now in retrospect like yeah gut your gut your system and go for cliff lee in 2010 because it turns out that wave of prospects wasn't a franchise altering which wave they of prospects, typically right? never are. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 the other thing too is that prospects very, prospects rarely turn out. Tell I mean, me if do. if I'm wrong on this, Glenn. Just shoot me down. It's perfectly fine. I think elite players change the game so much, and I think the same of prospects. Um, and I'll explain what I mean. Like the difference between Jose Altuve and Jonathan Scope is is a canyon. The difference between Jonathan Scope and like whoever the next guy down on the list is is minimal, but when you're in that top 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 level, that's why Garrett Cole got three hundred twenty four million dollars. I think that it's a it's a massive impact, and I think the same thing of prospects. So like if you're talking about the number seven prospect in any system right now, I'm not going to bet a penny of my money that that dude's going to make it and be a big leaguer. Yeah, he might he might have a great career. I mean, if you're outside like the top twenty in baseball, you yeah, you, you're you still are you know aren't. So to me, Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis are just a different class. Now, if you want to start talking about like a Brent Rooker trade or something like that, I'm I'm not yeah, scared. But, but, I like Brent but, Rooker, but I'm not scared of that. But that but but that's the thing that is other teams are like, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really into that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Think about it from the uh, other yeah. side. Just answer your own question, Phil. Yeah. If you're the Rockies, do you take that deal? Which, do you even the, think the about it? That, the one that I threw out? Yep, Arenado if, and John Gray. Well, I don't know why you would trade Nolan Arenado if you're the Rockies. Because you're not going to win anything. But the Rockies are operating clearly through some worldview that they don't need Nolan Arenado or they don't want him in the next six years. Sure. That they're not going to do enough in the next six years that he costs too much money. If they've committed to listening on Nolan Arenado, are you going to get something better than the number one overall pick from a few years ago who just won the fall league MVP and can play center field and shortstop, one of the best hitters in the minor leagues and a team's top pitching prospect. Like you're not going to get a better package than that. So you take that without blinking. So the Rockies would take that. And if you're the Indians in a in a, a weird window for them right now, but don't you trade Kluber and Lindor for that same deal? Uh, yes, and if and so if you're the Twins and and somehow you've stumbled upon like choosing between either one of these deals, right. you would choose the Rockies deal because John Gray is is young and in his prime and. Kluber's like 32 or 33. Like, I mean, we like John Gray. We decided that a couple months ago, but he's also not like a... He's not Garrett Cole. No, Well, no, and I mean, obviously not. But like, Garrett Cole wasn't Garrett Cole a, two years he's ago He's a good point. He's a guy you kind of have to kid glove and fix, right? I mean, a little bit. I think there's more there. Yeah. You know, two years ago, someone, uh, loyal listener uh, Brad Carlson... Somehow went back two years ago in my tweet archives earlier this morning. <laughs> and and any time that happens, I'm like, oh, God, toilet. what idiot thing. That, he yeah. was sitting on the toilet. It's and I dangerous. was, too, probably when I tweeted it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, but it, but I had tweeted out there was a, a report that linked the Twins to Garrett Cole in trade discussions when he was still with the Pirates. And, uh, and the report was Twins 
Pirates talking about a trade that would send Nick Gordon to Pittsburgh and maybe a couple other things for Garrett Cole. And at the time, I remember tweeting out at the time, just remember, it's giving up Nick Gordon would you know definitely be a big prospect, <laughs> but prospects don't always pan out. The Twins should be looking to make trades like this. Can you imagine now, knowing what we know about wow. Garrett Cole the last two years, if you were able to have traded Nick Gordon and something else for that guy? I mean... That's why I mean that Boy. that's the argument for always trading prospects. Yeah. Like it really is. And like Nick it, Gordon, we'll see. Like maybe he becomes a good player. I don't give him a chance, but probably not. Take Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not. I'll take Garrett Cole. <laughs> Garrett Cole, <laughs> Silence then, in the see, room. then then just think, just imagine the, the vitriol toward the team this winter when they let Garrett Cole leave. Sure. And che- for a for a draft for a draft prospect. I mean yeah. it would have just been that's why they didn't do it. They're like, we, if we get this guy, yeah, it's a great trade, but then we have to get, we can't sign him, and we have to give him up. And, <laughs> and we don't want to read that. Imagine, we don't want to read that Suhan smoke in the start. Yeah, can't can take you imagine that reaction? reaction? Oh, man. Amazing. I uh, need a cigarette after that last segment, boys. It's good. Uh, thank you for indulging me. This has been uh, Reckless Speculation on Glenn Perkins on Baseball. I got to say goodbye, but you guys will take it home. Let's save that uh, Astros cheating conversation for later in the offseason, because I think that could be – like, I want to know at some point, like, what, what's, like, cheating and what's not cheating and what can we do and what can't we do in baseball? <laughs> like, we do a whole episode on as, that. As soon as this door shuts, we're, we're going to break it down. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this copyrighted show is presented by authority of the Office of Score North. It may not be reproduced or retransmitted in any form, and the accounts and descriptions of this show may not be disseminated without express written consent of Score North. Mid-season form. Oh, yeah, that was been amazing. a while, too. And I, like, came down with a not a cold, but, like, this... Maybe this is how I always sound on the radio. I don't know, but like I and I've like held back like multiple coughs, and so I was <laughs> glad. You. Like that's like reading. Like I feel like you can't take a breath, and so I was. It's glad a high I wire act without coughing all over the microphone. I'm impressed. Um, Joe Sushi would be happy that I'm not coughing <laughs> in his microphone. Yes. So. and you're not wearing a hat indoors. <laughs> yes. Um, Man, so well, Phil. Phil, like he said, he had to leave. He actually, he was like, like holding his stomach the whole time. I think he's actually on the toilet now. He's sending more <laughs> toilet tweets. Um, so so f- Phil's out. It's did you see any of those from like ten until eleven o'clock <laughs> or so? Yeah. It was, what was weird though is like when we started recording, he's like, "Man, I'm gonna have to leave at like eleven or at ten twenty. It's like you schedule that. He called a shot. <laughs> Call him Babe Ruth. Now he's doing something else because he's high level. But he dropped um, a uh, uh, like rumor dust in the air because as he's leaving, I'm like, well, what should we talk about the third segment? And it's just like nothing concrete. I want to talk about rumors. And I think it's just he got me in that mood. Typically, yeah. I'm a let's talk about what happened or what could happen and guy. Absolutes only. This is a reckless speculation yeah. zone Wait, Derek, now. Derek deals in absolutes. <laughs> I'll tell you if they have a chance to win the World Series after they close out Game 7. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's a couple of rumors floating around involving the Twins, and we'll get to Eddie Rosario in a second because now there's a national reporter saying there is some steam there on the trade front. But I saw a name yesterday, Glenn, that uh, raised my eyebrows a little bit. Yankees reporter for the New York Daily News, uh, Christy Ackert, says that uh, Dellen Patances has come up in internal conversations with the Twins He's a guy who missed all of last season, but he's Dylan Batances. Do 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 projects excite you 
uh, a guy like that that I, I guess I use project in air quotes. Is that the kind of move that the Twins should be looking at for their bullpen? I think there's a little bit of a buy low opportunity there, just in the fact. I mean, he missed the first part of the season with his shoulder. Yep. I think he, shoulder, did he, have, yep. he had shoulder surgery. Um, I don't remember if he did or if they were just kind of like playing it slow with but him in spring training. But then he came back, and it was in Toronto, and he like punched out the side. You remember like this? he does every time, and then jumps off and ended up tearing his Achilles. Yeah. Um, so assuming that he's fully healthy. He Ask him not to celebrate back. anymore. He was back from his arm thing. I mean, I love signing pitchers that had non-throwing injuries you can get a deal on a guy like that he definitely can help I mean he's right. he's immediately your second best reliever for sure and if he's over uh, the plate he might be your best yeah so I mean that's that's a good that's another good late inning arm to go with Duffy I guess and and Trevor May I have to refresh myself on all the bullpen guys don't again. forget about the lefty um, as a fellow fastball slider lefty yourself Taylor well, Rogers. yeah I mean he's he's the obvious that's what I said he probably the second best uh, I see I see okay uh, Raj um, definitely would be the best one. I like that. I mean, I think that's, you know, he's a, that's a one-year deal, I would assume, and, and uh, could have quite a big impact. And that's one of those things when you get to a playoff series, you know, and, and even even uh, throughout a season where you – that's one less piece you would have to worry about adding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and a, and a really good really good pitcher. He's a really good dude. Strikeout um, stuff. Yeah. I mean, you got you, you you can't not like that. Assuming he's back from his Achilles deal, sure, and uh, not an injury here, but just kind of an older guy who's looking for work right now. I'd love to see Sergio Romo back in that Twins bullpen. Would you be on board with a one year deal there? Yeah, I mean, that's I, I think uh, you know, not a. I don't think there's a huge impact performance wise there. I mean, he's he's a good pitcher, um, but I think he he does a lot of things you know in that clubhouse down in that bullpen too where. To have guys like that around when you have some younger guys on your on your staff, yeah, um, is a good guy to have around. And yeah, I mean, he definitely it, it fits in that bullpen. Sure, um, and he did a great job for him last year. I mean, you know, he's he's getting up there. He doesn't have the swing and miss stuff that he used to have, but a good pitcher that knows how to pitch. I think he can do a lot of other things for the guys down there. I like that, and I like uh, I, I like the thought that the front office. While they like these players and they develop them and there's a human relationship there, they're also willing to make an aggressive move when the time is right. At least I think. I'm I'm guessing. But based on everything I know about these guys, I think they will be sharks when they need to be sharks. Maybe that's blind faith, but that's how I feel right now. Eddie Rosario is a super popular player. I think he hit like 32 home runs last year. He was on some MVP ballot, ballots. He got some votes. I know I was kind of surprised when I heard that, but... Uh, <laughs> If a player like that has value, where are you on these trade rumors that the Twins are, I mean, it sounds like actively engaging in trade talks, if not actively shopping him, at least listening on Eddie Rosario. I think that's that's a, a case. Like, we just talked about a Jonathan Gray. For me, that's a that's the kind of guy you get. Like, you're getting that, you know, couple years in pitcher that maybe hasn't lived up to the expectations, to the prospect pedigree. Um those kind of things, I love that one. And, and you know, Eddie Rosario is a, a great player. He's a good kid. Um, he's 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 not the same player he was when he first came up. The arm is probably still there. The the fielding is not. He's lost a step, I think, speed wise, because the base running isn't there. The fielding definitely isn't there. And a guy that that has limited, uh, I mean, great plate coverage, but limited patience. Yeah, um, that's fair. There's always a ceiling on those guys. And until you can work a count and take pitches and make pitchers work, you're never going to be super valuable. Yeah. 
you just you make too many outs. You've got a you've got you can be a good hitter, you can be a great bat to ball guy, you can have power. Yeah. But there's he, you're not gonna be a 10 win like player. He also hit like 14 homers in the first like 5 or 6 <laughs> weeks of the season and then <laughs> only hit all? like like 16 or 17 the rest of the year. Sure. So um you know, I know he jumped out out quick, but you know, it, that's a guy I think that they I I I think they have no would have no problem trading him for the right yeah, and I, and I for me for me and Eddie Rosario was he probably two years from free agency. He's probably got yeah. two years left. He's a four plus. Um, that you're getting a you're getting another guy. I I don't think I don't think that's a prospect trade. Oh, I okay. think that I, I I I maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. I mean, uh, and if it is, it's going to be somebody that's got to be closer to the big leagues. I don't. I just I like him in like a like a one for one big leaguer for big leaguer trade like a Caleb Smith starting pitcher. Possibly. I don't even know who that is. So the Marlins, I only bring him up because Miami is one of the teams reportedly. I did, I did see that yeah. talking about him, which is fascinating to me because of James Rousen's connection there. Who would know Eddie Rosario's swing as well as anybody? It'd be Rudy Hernandez and James Rousen. Now, as an outside observer, not knowing their relationship or the the progress there, I would think that. If I'm James Rousen, I'm like a little excited that I don't have to work with this guy anymore. But if he's being tied with the Marlins, he must see something there. He must want that. It's definitely there. I mean, like he's got as good of, of plate coverage and bat to ball as anybody. Yeah. It's just the plate discipline that that's that's lacking. And then the, I mean the other things, which has nothing to do with J Row anyways, with with the fielding and the and the base running and those things. But um, it's just your you, your ceiling is limited when you don't have plate discipline. Yeah, you, okay. you've never seen a. I mean that we talked about Nolan Arenado um, in, in the first part of the show there, and he he was a classic guy. Like if you look at his early, mm-hmm. he was hitting the home runs, he was knocking and he was getting RBIs, but he was like a three ten, three fifteen, three twenty on base guy. And I we had a conversation about him a few years back and with with. Uh, it was with Plouffe and Dozier we were talking about him, about being MVP. I was like, man, you know, he just doesn't get on base. Like, he, you know, he, you look at his stats and you're like, oh, that's one of the best players in the game. Still was the really good fielder, but he was, he was like a three or four win guy. Hmm. And he's developed his play discipline. He's a guy that, that got over that hump where he's been able to now be an upper threes on base guy. Sure. And, and then when you're making less outs and then you're still fielding like he does and all those things, your value to the team goes through the roof. And what is he now? Is he a 6-7 win player yeah, or something like that? Yeah, he's been – I mean, I, I, I bet you he's, he's easily over 20 over the last three years. Sure. Yeah. Where, where he might have been under 10 his first three. Wow. Wow. And, and a lot of that is based on you, – you, you make a lot of outs. Get on base – uh, draw walks, hit for power. Yeah, be good at your position. Get on, get on base and hit home runs. Be good at a difficult position. Yeah, that's how I to mean, be. That's, a but, you know, so that's so with, simple, Glenn. With, yeah, right. It's so easy. It's that um, simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's 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 the thing with Eddie Rosario is that there's just he's kind of been the same guy. Okay. And you you know an, an Arenado, it was it was a couple years into his career where he started drawing walks. Well, if um, if he can, if he taps into that, there's a real good player. There, there, there is, and maybe yeah. that's what J. Rose sees. Maybe sure. he's like, you know what? We just we we made some progress. He had stretches where he did work counts and, and draw some walks. Mm-hmm. It was and then that was inconsistent. Maybe if you get that to be a little more consistent, he he has. I mean, then you you are talking about a a guy that that covers the plate like that that also yeah. hits with some pretty good power. Yeah, that'd be um, that'd be something if you can cut down though that the it's not even the strikeouts. It's just the the. The pop-ups to left, the pop-ups to third base, where he's you know got his butt out and he got fooled on a on a breaking ball or something. Um, where you'd like to see him, those are the pitches you want to see him take. Yeah, and maybe that's Jero thinks he can do that. There you go. Um, what do you think, real quick, Glenn? Before we wrap up this episode of the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball. 
lot of money flying around now. It's the top guys. They're they're getting paid this winter when the last two winners, I got to be honest with you, I was starting to be concerned about the the way the whole system is set up. Are you feeling any differently today than you did a year ago? I, I definitely. I mean, we talked about that right away. That, that was my observation on and sitting in traffic today that it, it, it's a it's a 180 from last year. Yeah. And I'd like to know why. I, I think it's great. I mean, I'm all, I'm four four players getting paid. It, 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 you know, people out oh they're overpaid. You know, I had people in my family and around my family saying, "Well, you're making too much money." It's like. Do you know who who gets to keep that money if I don't make it? <laughs> that's right. The, the guy, the billionaire. Yeah, like that's right. I want players to get players to get paid. Like the players deserve all the money. Yeah, and so seeing that's awesome. I just I, I'm curious to know why, it, you know that that from one off season to the next that that right. you have the top two guys last year have to wait all the way until basically spring training starts, and then this year that the top three guys are off the board. Immediately, and two guys, Strasburg going back to the to the Nationals. I mean that 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 one those those tend to happen a little sooner. Sure, but the other two guys leaving like that, um, those those are ones in the past couple of years have taken a long time to to hash out. Yeah, it's almost like you wonder are teams saying these guys are better than Manny and Bryce or I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, tough that's, to say. I, I I'd love to be in in one of those rooms and 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 hear what. What the conversations were last year, what the conversations are this year, it's definitely different, but it's good for the players. It's good to see. It's very good to see. Uh, that's the voice of former Twins closer Glenn Perkins, three-time All-Star Glenn Perkins. You don't drop that enough. I don't drop it ever. Yeah, actually. I've I've never heard that come from your mouth, no. but I'll say it. It's yeah, okay. He can. closed out an All-Star game at Target Field. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, he's Glenn Perkins. For Phil Mackey, I'm Derek Wetmore. We'll talk to you next week on the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball. To be your best every day, You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.